Dennis Gates continues to level up Missouri's recruiting with the addition of Marcus Allen, plus this new Missouri NIL law. Well, it really does explain everything. So I want to talk about that and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And you know these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. And obviously some really great news for Missouri basketball last night as the Tigers, as expected by many here the last few days, landed the services of Marcus Allen from the state of Florida, the Miami area, a guy who Charlton Young, Missouri's lead assistant, has been on for a long time, since back at his days at Florida State, since Marcus Allen was a, a junior high kid, basically. So obviously that relationship has now paid off in what most people have as the highest-ranked Missouri basketball recruit since Michael Porter Jr. and Jonte Porter all the way back in 2017 now. So just based on that alone, on paper, you'll take anybody who's ranked that high, any four-star kid, right? But just based on what I can see from this young man's game, I think he fits great into what Dennis Gates wants to do. He seems like a, a team player. Number one, he doesn't seem like a lot of maybe high ranked guys who are mostly concerned about having the basketball and trying to score. He's definitely not an I got this clear out type of offensive guy whatsoever. In fact, he's more of a what I would say is a decisive player at that end of a court of the court, much more of a slasher, get the ball in the fast break and use his size and athleticism to make things happen at about a six foot six and two hundred and ten pounds or so. One thing about Marcus Allen's game offensively, his shot is going to have to come around a little bit, especially from the three-point line, but I think we've seen just in a short period of time here, Dennis Gates and his staff seem to have a real knack for improving guys' three-point shooting ability, so I'm not really that worried about his shot at this point, especially when you consider that well, Gates, in a short time, I do think he prefers, especially on the perimeter, I think he prefers a lot of experience. I think Marcus Allen will get ample time, sort of like Aiden Shaw did last season, to work his way into the system, into the program, and all that good stuff. And by his sophomore year, I think you'll see a big-time player in Marcus Allen. Certainly a guy who can contribute, I think, from day one on the defensive end of the court, but yeah, Marcus Allen, welcome aboard. This is a really exciting day for Missouri. And of course, Peyton Marshall, a big man, former Auburn commit, expected to announce his intentions on Friday. Everybody I've talked to, everybody I read really more accurately, says that Peyton Marshall is likely to, to announce his intentions to Missouri. So a lot of really exciting stuff happening right now. Obviously, this past season, Dennis Gates just wanted to stabilize the program, put out a good roster, and considering that, 
to get to the second round of the tournament in year one. Now his first class we'll get to see this coming season. This class in particular, though, this 2024 class, boy, we're really leveling up here and getting some truly high-level guys, and that's really exciting times. And speaking of which, speaking of getting high-level guys, of course, on the football field, I've talked a ton about Ryan Wingo and Williams. Winery, of course, the Lee Summit product, the defensive end player, five-star you know, a month or two ago, I talked to Brian Smith, Locked On's recruiting expert. I've talked to him about three times on the program. The first time I talked to Brian, I just remember thinking, you know what, Wingo was a real long shot, and Winery was basically a write-off, in my opinion. I just didn't think there was any way that he was going to come to Missouri. Well, obviously now, a lot has changed. The whole feeling around Winery and Wingo has completely changed to the point where, well, Gabe DeArmond over at Power Mizzou gave Wingo a future cast. And one of his colleagues over at Rivals.com, Clint Cosgrove, has Winery as a future cast for Missouri. So these are the type of guys, even though they are from the state of Missouri, that typically the Tigers are not going to get, especially after Really, three fairly mediocre seasons under Drinkwitz. We're essentially a 500 club under Drinkwitz. So it definitely made me question, what has changed here in the last month or two? Is it really all about this Missouri name, image, and likeness law that allows guys to sign? Oh, excuse me. Once they sign their national letter of intent, their they're NLI. Well, they can get NIL money, apparently. Well, it's actually even better than that. Again, back to Gabe DeArmond at Power Mizzou. Just last night on his message board, he posted that actually this Missouri law is an even bigger game changer than what we initially realized. All of us on the Mizzou beat have been under the impression that, yes, this is a definitely an advantage for Missouri. You sign your letter of intent, well, you can start getting that money immediately then. Well, it's actually even better than that because as this is written here, it says, I'm just going to read directly from the law here. This is part B of the statute, which again, I shouldn't say again, I should say starts on August 28th. So just in a few weeks here, this law will be officially in place in Missouri. It says a high school athlete shall have the right to earn or attempt to earn such compensation only after signing an athletic letter of intent or other written agreement to enroll in a post-secondary educational institution in this state. So in other words, yes, Williams Winery, Ryan Wingo, you have to sign with Missouri, Missouri State. Does UMKC have a football program? Obviously, this is designed to help the Tigers. No question about that. And so basically, what this means is if Williams Winery, as, as Gabe lays out here, this is his example, if he commits to Missouri next Monday here in six days, he's going to announce, well, that means he could, for instance, sign a financial aid agreement and be eligible to start getting that NIL money as early as September 1st, as long as that document is indeed signed with one of the states within the state of Missouri. So how interesting is that? That means if you're Williams Winery, well, you can start cashing in like Luther Burden has been the last year, year and a half or so, basically in less than a month. 
and not wait around until National Signing Day and all the way in February, I suppose. And yeah, that's a few months of real serious earning power for a guy who has been called a generational-like talent on the defensive line. So indeed, as Gabe says, he says he finishes off his post here saying, honestly, guys, this is huge for Missouri. It's an even bigger deal than we realized, and we already thought it was a pretty big deal. So again, I've been wondering here, is it really all the law? Is that is that all it is to it? Why is Jeremiah McClellan, the presumed Ohio State guy, you know, from St. Louis? We've all thought he was probably going there or somewhere else for, for months. Well, what's changed in the last few weeks? Quite simply, it really does seem like it's this law. And give Missouri credit, give Drinkwitz credit, DRF, Desiree Reed, Francois, and everybody for aggressively going after these guys and making it clear to them the kind of legal benefits that they have by staying here. Hey, I love it. Frankly, as a Missouri fan, how can I not love it? I love that we're capitalizing on what is, I guess, a bit of a loophole here, if you want to call it that, but certainly one that's going to benefit the Tigers, it seems, and well, it's going to benefit Williams, Winery, and Ryan Wingo quite possibly too. So perhaps this moves up Ryan Wingo's timeline a little bit. We shall see. But just putting this all together, it sure makes me feel more confident that Winery indeed is going to pick Missouri on Monday. We'll just have to wait and see, though, here in six days. And coming up, speaking of Luther Burden, well, that young man recently said his goal for this season is pretty simple. He wants to win the Heisman Trophy. But is there really any chance of that happening? Well, I want to delve into Luther's odds for the Heisman coming right up. But speaking of wagers, you know, these days it really feels like when you're a small business owner that every single hire can be a big gamble. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates possible. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And I can just tell you from experience, when you find that right team member, well, it's, it's the best day you've had in your small business's life because that person it's not that you're spending money, you're trading money for a much easier life. And LinkedIn is going to help you get that easier life. So again, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts, including now on the SiriusXM app. And tonight on the app, you can listen to the St. Louis Cardinals take on the Tampa Bay Rays or on Channel 176. Or if you're a Royals guy, here's the Royals take on the Boston Red Sox again on the app or on SiriusXM Channel 182 on your radio dial. But you know what? I think Luther Burden is going to have a big-time season this year. I really do. I think him moving to the slot, statistically, you're going to see his numbers go way up. And whenever my friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook actually post some season-long receiving totals for Burden, I'll be really interested to see what they are. If it's anything under, say, 900, 800 yards, somewhere in that ballpark, 
I'm going to be going over on Burton. I really think the targets are going to be there this season, and he's going to be more of a downfield threat, being a little bit in better shape this season and with better matchups on the inside, too. It'll be easier to get him the football, quite honestly. But at 400-1 to to win the Heisman Trophy, though, those are really, really long odds. Obviously, hey, 10 bucks to win 4000 sounds pretty good, right? Well, here's the problem. Wide receivers, for the most part, just don't win the Heisman Trophy, and I just don't see the Tigers, number one, being good enough for Luther Burden to win the Heisman Trophy, and I don't see him getting those kind of numbers either because, well, if you really look at history, yes, recently, Devonta Smith, Devonte, Devonta, I've heard that back and forth for years now, but that young man for Alabama, yes, he won the 2020 Heisman Trophy as a wide receiver. He also did so with 1,800 yards and 23 touchdowns on the national champs. Listen, I really like Missouri this year. I think they're going to have a nice season. I'm predicting them for eight wins as we sit here. I don't think they're going to win the national championship. I don't think they're going to win the SEC or the co- or they're playing the college football playoffs. So even if Burden does have a monster, monster type season, has let's say 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns, I think we'd all be going crazy for that. He'd be first team all SEC probably. Still probably not going to win the Heisman. Again, historically, receivers just don't win the thing. Before Devonta Smith, you have to go all the way back to Desmond Howard, who arguably was more of a kick returner than anything. Even before that, you'd have to go all the way back to Tim Brown of Notre Dame in, I believe, 1987. So, again, typically this is a quarterback award more often than not. It's quarterbacks, it's running backs, somebody rushes for 2,000 yards, something like that, but obviously it's going to be 99 times out of 100, somebody who is at least a national title contender, as we saw Chase Daniel made it to the Final Four of the Downtown Athletic Club in 2007, when the Tigers were essentially a Final Four team that year. So again, Luther Burden, I think he's going to have a great year, love the young man, Heisman Trophy though, I love that he's setting high goals for himself. I'm just telling you right now, I wouldn't go for that one. Probably wouldn't go for 100-1 to one to win the Bolitnikoff either. Though I have to say, I was messing around over at FanDuel trying to see if I could parlay those things together. Yeah, now we're thinking, right? Could I parlay him winning the Bolitnikoff with Missouri winning the Heisman? Now we're getting some really high odds, but no, they no longer let you do that. Years ago, 2011, I actually parlayed Dirk Nowitzki to win the NBA's Finals MVP with Dallas winning the NBA Finals. Well, that was a great bet. Got 5-1 to one odds, even though Dallas themselves were under 2-1. to one. So, unfortunately, the sports books have gotten smarter over the years. But you know what? I digress. And coming up... When it comes to the tight end position for the Tigers, is it going to be the status quo under Eli Drinkwitz in 2023, or is it possible one of these young players could actually emerge and be a real threat for the Missouri offense? I want to talk about that position coming up right after these quick words. Now, a lot of us Missouri fans like myself have been waiting for some sort of option to emerge at the tight end position, just a threat 
whatsoever. And at this point in 2023, especially going back to Drinkwitz's only other head coaching season, 2019 at Appalachian State, well, that squad didn't throw much to the tight end either. So what I'm trying to say is in 2023, I think it's going to tell us a lot about once and for all, I'm really assuming this, what Drinkwitz wants out of that position. And also, to be fair, Kirby Moore doesn't have Missouri's new offensive coordinator. Not exactly a rich history of throwing a lot to the tight end that I can see either. So it almost seems to me that Drinkwitz wants a de facto sixth offensive lineman more often than not in the running game than he does somebody he can throw the ball to. Now, obviously, there's going to be occasional plays where the tight end is almost an afterthought in the passing game. It almost seems like by design. So every once in a while, you can throw them a key play, a key pass that will pop open for a touchdown. You may remember Tyler Stevens last year, the beautiful one-handed catch against Georgia. Well, previous, previous year, another sort of gadget play, if you will, set up a long Nico Hay touchdown in the Florida game that the Tigers won at Faroe Field. So my point here is that this season, I think if Tyler Stevens comes out and gets the lion's share of the snaps early in the season, I think we can safely say that Drinkwood simply wants a safe guy to block out there, a guy in the running game, a guy to help in pass protection, much more so than he wants an offensive weapon there. And I understand that preference, but at the same time, I really believe that if somebody like Brett Norfleet or somebody like Max Wisner, if they come in and can use what I believe is a higher level of upside in terms of receiving versus Stevens at this point, well, I think you're you're going to see a more aggressive approach by Drinkwitz from that position. I would like to see that because sometimes I just feel like the intermediate middle to deep middle of the field is left unattacked and really unthreatened at times by Drinkwitz offense so far the first few seasons. I think a lot of that comes back to a lack of production from the tight end position. At the very least, I'd like to see the second level of that defense, of our opposition's defense, at least have to respect the threat of the pass there. Because if you don't, well, it's much easier as a linebacker to then abandon your coverage and you know, mess up those screen plays, that type of thing, sniff that type of thing out, something Missouri likes to run quite a bit. And finally, you know, maybe it's just that time of year where optimism reigns here in the preseason before we kick the first game off, but if anything, I'm feeling better about the Tiger defense and just the team in general as we head into fall camp here. Number one, the first thing you notice no real serious injuries so far in fall camp, knock on wood, obviously. But other than Isaac Thompson, the young safety who has a knee injury, apparently, well, so far so good in terms of in terms of injuries. The roster looking pretty strong at this moment. And speaking of the roster getting stronger, it sounds like a lot of Missouri's transfer portal pieces are really starting to fit in, including Florida State transfer Sidney Williams looking like yet another nice depth piece for Missouri at defensive back. I talked about how Drayden Norwood would start on certainly a lot of teams in the conference, certainly in Division One in general. I think Sidney Williams, from the sounds of it, may be, may be part of that as well. So 
with him, with Marvin Burks, the young safety, apparently coming on by all reports and all accounts. This should be a really, really good defense once again for Missouri. And by the way, some good reporting, or at least some good words out of camp on the edge players so far too, your pass rushers on the defensive line. So I just think depth in general seems like offensively, defensively, seems like the depth has really come a long way for Missouri here in the last season or two. So really encouraging and on top of a very advantageous Missouri name, image, and likeness law. Things seem to be picking up for your Tigers lately, so I'm excited about it. I know you're excited about it. I'm excited to keep doing it for you five days a week here during the season on Locked On Mizzou. So for you everydayers, check me out tomorrow on the program. You know what? I want to actually zag a little bit on all this conference realignment. What if at the end of the day, maybe this isn't as bad as everybody makes it out to be? I'm going to at least make that case tomorrow on the program. So I'll see you right then, right here on Locked on Mizzou.